What is going on? Welcome back to Walking in the Fog, Walking in the Favor of God. This episode we got coming up is just an awesome episode, probably my favorite so far, man. It's been it's been amazing to hear these stories. Um, you're going to hear firsthand um, about addiction, the life of, of an addict, and going in and out of, of jail and rehab. And man, it's just what an awesome testimony uh, you're going to hear right here. And, and the privilege I had to set in during this conversation is just awesome. Um, so, so take a listen. You know, as always, got any comments or questions, you know, reach out to us. We'd love to hear some feedback. And here we go. Hey, everybody. Coming off of a couple of decades of addiction. <laughs> We're here to talk to y'all about God. Uh, oh, drugs. come on. Yeah. Uh, I'll add all that. I'll, I mean, I could, you mean, do you mean do an intro? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. What's up? Here we are. We're back again, walking in the fog. Uh, we're back with Parker and our good friend Trey. Uh, we're just going to kind of kick back, relax this evening. Just kind of uh, talk with Trey, hear hear his story, uh, kind of get a different view on things. Um, but um, but yeah, here we are. What's up, Trey? What's up, y'all? <laughs> we're gonna just pass the mic around here. We're just gonna talk a little bit. Here you go. Yeah. So we've got we've got two mics. So we're gonna pass the mic between me and Adam. And let Trey kind of yeah. have his own mic. Um, Thank you for that part. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we brought Trey in because um, you know he's a really good friend of both of ours, but kind of a life lifelong friend. I think uh, you moved into Bancroft what when you were like ten? Yeah, right, around like nine. So nine, ten years old. Yeah. So, and I grew up in Bancroft. So we've known each other for you know going on probably thirty years. So quite some time. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we all grew up with a gang of guys and called ourselves the Croft Boys. <laughs> Had our Croft gang signs. And uh, anyways, we was you know going to bring Trey in today because. Uh, some of you guys that might be listening may know, you know, Trey's story, but not everybody does. And we just wanted to bring him in so he could share, you know, his story of, of uh, you know, falling into addiction and then uh, also coming into redemption. So uh, that's, you know, what this is kind of all about. You know, we're the whole title of the podcast is Walking in the Fog. So, you know, we're walking in the favor of God no matter what season of life we're in. And, you know, Trey's whole life, even in a time when he was in addiction, he saw the favor of God on his life. And he's got a lot of, you know, different stories that he's going to bring. But anyways, um, if I could start out, you know, kind of bringing this whole thing kind of around. Um, Like I said, we all kind of grew up and hung out together. And uh, we were talking earlier about, you know, questions or how we're going to lead into some of this stuff. But I can remember, like, um, 
kind of getting into how somebody comes into a life of, of addiction. Uh, and, you know, like when we was, when we was growing up as kids, uh, teenage years, we'd, uh, we'd get into some mischief. Am I close enough to the mic? Yeah, I got, yeah, I got yeah, a little bit away from it, didn't yeah, you did. I? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we had a crew of guys, the Croft boys, yeah. you know, Croft boys for oh, life. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, we would hang out at different people's houses every once in a while, especially maybe not even every once in a while. There was a, there was a time where most days, yeah, most where, days, yeah, where, you know, a buddy of ours, uh, remember, uh, lived in those apartments down in Bancroft. Oh yeah. And there yeah. was a season there where we was at this one particular dude's house pretty much every day. Yeah. It was a, it was a, a troubling start in your youth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'd go over and smoke some weed. Yeah. And, yeah. And all this, all this yeah. kind of stuff. His dad was bedridden. So yeah. like he either was in the bed or yeah. he was at the hospital. Yeah. So it was kind of like a free reign for, yeah. for yeah. 13, 14 year old kids. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's, that's little things that, I guess I feel like a lot of people kind of get into, you know, yeah. that, uh, you know, your experience in life mm-hmm. and I don't know whether it's drinking or whether it's um, going to parties and smoking weed and things like that. But they always talk about like weeds like this mm-hmm. gateway drug or whatever. Um, but anyways, I can remember, at least in my experience, there was a point around like I think whenever I was about 20 that I was like, this ain't, this ain't what I want to do anymore, you know? Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like all of us um, kind of hit like a couple years span where I feel like we all kind of honestly got away, kind of got away from that, you know, and really kind of pursued the Lord. And at least from, from my perspective, I, I know like, like Daly was a star athlete, you know, mm-hmm. played North South football, football game, was a all state linebacker, phenomenal basketball player, just a phenomenal athlete and got a scholarship, you know, to play at Concord. Right. Yeah. Is that, that right? And, uh, I know that around the North South game time was where I felt like <laughs> yeah. this dude's Started. going in a different direction, yeah. kind of getting off. back. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly, like, I can remember one time coming over to your house because, you know, I, I knew that, you know, you'd started smoking and stuff again. And I came over to your house and come up in your bedroom and kind of had, like, a come-to-Jesus talk with Trey. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> I, I, I don't recall it, but if you bring it up, I think it's a good possibility. So, and I was kind of like, you know, Trey, uh, this isn't something that God, you know, yeah. wants for your life. Yeah. And uh, I remember you were, you know, straight with me. And you were like man, it's just not the direction I'm wanting to go in right now with my life. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't really anything I could say, you know? And I remember leaving and calling, you know, this girl that I was dating at the time, and I (laughs) bawled my eyes out, (laughs) you know? And, uh, but, you know, it's just, that's life, you know? We make choices. So anyways, that's, to me, I kind of feel like when you you went to Concord, that was kind of, 
That was a that that was, was a turning point. Yeah, that was an avenue that took you to a dark place. Like I think, I mean, the prior to that, you know, like I said, we got in a little bit of trouble here and there. He didn't mention that that apartment that we went to ended up burning down oh. uh, while everybody yeah. was skipping school. Principal called and yeah. said, he sent the police. Well, yeah. chicken nuggets were left on the on the fryer and yeah. apartment burnt down. Yeah. Big ordeal. So I mean, there was you know I had troubles before that, um, but I got to college and college just, I mean you know I was only seventeen in college and you know you're wide open with no, I mean you you have responsibilities, mm-hmm. but you have nobody there to hold you to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I played football for a while, and I, pretty much whenever I got hurt, like I tried the physical therapy, I'd done all the training, tried to stick with it, and after a while, it was just like it's really not worth it. And at that point in time, it was, you know, partying every day, doing everything I could. Then I started getting in real trouble with selling drugs and doing more drugs, and it just ended up being being a. Uh, started to be a, it started to be a thing I guess at that point in time but yeah that's college is pretty much when it made a turn and you know I, I think something interesting about what you're saying there is uh you know I think a lot of people like looking outside see like you know the first thing they do is like okay what was his home life like you yeah. know what was his you know his childhood oh, like you know that's my what home we life go is to great. Yeah, yeah. yeah right that's right but you know you know looking outside in that's what we go to we get to oh, okay yeah. you know like who was his parents you know of course, we all know, but like, you know, people that don't know, that's what they go to. They're like, you know, it's not, you know, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't happen, come from the home. No, you know, it, it don't have to come from the yeah, home. Yeah. The it, majority of the time, it doesn't, it doesn't right, come from the home. Right. I and mean, you can be, have the greatest raising up that you can yeah, have. And I yeah. mean, it's still, I mean, anybody's prone to addiction. It's right. not, it doesn't have any favorites. It's, that's right. Yeah. It's all around the board. There's no, you know, this or that. Now, I will say, like, I grew up, and my dad, dad was a cop growing up, so, like, it was fine for many years, but then it got, when, you know, when it got to high school and stuff, it was like, uh, you, you know, that's a cop sign, yeah, you know. that's what I was going to say. Did you yeah. feel like the, the preacher's kid oh, man, only? Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's the So, that's the in cop's turn, yeah. you know, like, in turn, it made me be like, well, you can, I, I, I'm not going to say anything. So, I, in turn, I kind of turned to, I made a turn and was like, well, you know what, I'm going to do everything I can bad and I'm going to do it to the fullest extent. So ain't nobody can say that I'm this or I'm that, which followed me all the way through my life until I got out of addiction. Just the, you know, he's, he's going to tell, you know, he's snitch. He's going to tell on you this and that, you know, I just didn't like being labeled as something without somebody knowing me whatsoever, but it came at an early age, which really, it's not no fault of my parents, no right, fault of anybody, right. but you know, in in my mind, I'm like, it's not fair. You can't mm-hmm. you can't say it about me because I didn't do that. Yeah, but I, that's kind of funny because <clears throat> the whole snitch thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it reminded me of. Have you watched Sixty Days In? Oh yeah, where they send people into prison. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So I, I got, I'm an uh, avid watcher. Yeah. So I, got, <laughs> I watch every season yeah. when it comes out. So I got a, a buddy of mine, you know, and he, you know, was on, on meth for a long time, you know. And oh, a yeah. lot of people with meth don't have good teeth. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got phenomenal teeth. <laughs> and he t- like, and we talk about it, and he's all like, I, 
I was going to make sure that my teeth didn't go bad. So I brushed my teeth really good. <laughs> but like he, you know, went to prison. And whenever he's in jail, a bunch of those guys thought he was a mole. Oh, yeah. They was all like, oh, you're, you're, you're a mole like this 60 days in. Yeah. Your teeth are too nice. Yeah. Look how much, dangerous. you know, you got muscles, you know, and, and stuff like that. There was like, you know, you're, you're too, you're, you know, you're not skinny enough. That's right. it. That's not a place that you want to be labeled as an informant yeah. at all. Yeah. I mean, it's, it turns out bad for you yeah. pretty much anywhere you go. Fortunately so. for him, like mm-hmm. another guy that was in there was like, no, no, no. Like, yeah. trust me, this guy is, yeah. he's, he's not that. Yeah, I'm thankful but, that I, I had worked worked up enough street credibility <laughs> by the time I got to jail that it wasn't like it was when I was younger, you know, that it was people was like, oh, he's, his dad's a cop. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm sure there was people in there that mm-hmm. dad had arrested. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that came down to it, hopefully it wouldn't. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, jail's just a, it's not a fun place to be. It's yeah. definitely not a fun place to be if that's, your label yeah so try not to never like labels in the first mm-hmm. place i guess it's kind of i don't know uh anti-authority i in, in a way for a long time i was very anti-authority but i've got past that now mm-hmm. now i realize that a lot of it was you know came to me i was the one doing it so yeah right. yeah yeah so what uh you know you're in you're at concord you start s- selling drugs like at what point do you feel like you'd gotten so deep in that you couldn't figure out how to get out you know there's got to be a point where like you you're you're waking up in the morning and you're saying i don't want to do drugs but i can't stop anymore well for the longest time i mean drugs are fun for mm-hmm. the while until they're not fun i mean it's you have a great time and it took many years of it before I finally got to that point. Uh, I mean, it probably took 15 years before I finally was like, well, I've, I think I've had enough. You know, life's beat me down over and over and over. I, you know, it's literally, I, I don't know if I'll make it to the next day. Um, pretty much once you, I'm like, this is different for everybody, but I mean, for me, it was, I had lost everything. I lost everybody. My kids didn't want to talk to me. I Got out of jail after a year, and uh, I went to see my kids. After a while, I wasn't allowed to see my kids for a while. But when I finally did, you know, my kid, my my son, told me he's like, you know, I, I wish you was just, I wish you just go back to jail. I'm like, right. you know, that's that's a heartbreaker yeah. for about. I don't care who you are, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, to know that you've been gone, and all you want to do is see them, but that's then. Right. You come back and then, hey man, you know you've already missed too much. Maybe maybe you should just go on back and continue doing what you're doing. I think that was probably the biggest turning point for me was hearing it from my child. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, it's I mean it's still heartbreaking to this day just to think of it. But now you know my relationship's really good. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So uh, won't you? Uh, hit us up with some experiences like what you think is what's probably the worst experience that that you can think of while you was on your two decade hiatus oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> i mean for real man like yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, daily goes from we're seeing this dude every day to yeah i mean i would call 
You know, yeah, we call. I'd be calling I kept my brothers my from them yeah. just right. because I didn't. You know, I know. You know, they may have started in a little bit of mischief with me, but it wasn't something I. I knew where their heart was, and I didn't want to drag them down the path along with me because I knew the path where I was heading. Was you? Did you stay in the area, or did you? Did you go? Because um, you went to Concord. I went right? to Concord for a little while. Okay. I got in trouble. Um, I got caught with a gun on the college campus. Yeah, okay. They, okay. they beat me beat me up pretty bad. I assume that you got expelled for that, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They didn't let me come back. I don't think I'm allowed back to this day. <laughs> so, but I ended up, so I, I went there for a little while. Then I came back here. I got in some more trouble. And the trouble I got in here, I ran mm-hmm. from, and I, I fled. I went back to Concord, mm-hmm. and I hid around the area for... Uh, another couple semesters, yeah. roughly. Yeah. Um, and then I went and went to Welch and hit out down that way for, I don't know, five, six years, something like that. And then mom had called me, uh, begging me to come back on Thanksgiving to come. You know, it had been years since I've been back. They hadn't seen me. Because when I left, I mean, I literally... I I didn't take no. I, oh, like yeah. I was running down the tracks from the police. Someone picked me up. Oh, I, I went to Huntington, and I never I never told anybody, and I just left. Jeez. Bounced out of there. Yeah. I yeah. didn't get in trouble for that charge, but you know, right. and it didn't get no better. I just went down and got more trouble, got worse and worse. But I don't know. I think, and I mean, at that point in time, like like I said, me and Dad had. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't an issue, but we, you know, he was just being a father. I mean, a yeah. father that was disappointed, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Son's getting oh. picked up by the DEA, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, that, at like 14. That yeah. is not a, yeah. any father's not going to be very happy with you. Uh, so we had we had a falling out for, I don't know, probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time when I came back, uh, we still weren't on the best of speaking terms. But, you know, it wasn't like, it still wasn't like, my relational problem, my relationship with my family was never the issue with for my drug use. I think it was more just being rebellious yeah. and, you know, wanting to party, wanting to be yeah. not, not, I wanted to be the guy that everybody didn't think that I was already. You know, I wanted to be something that they thought that mm-hmm. I was. You wanted to be the crazy guy. Yeah, I, I wanted to be the crazy guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you want to be the crazy guy that beat everybody up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to be the tough guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you're the guy that like we all know somebody like oh yeah, yeah. I got a guy you know, yeah, he, yeah. he'll he'll take care of it yeah. for me. You're that guy. That was that yeah. was definitely yeah. me there for a long time. It was like oh yeah. I can take I can I can handle that for you, man. If you if you need somebody to do that, I got you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Daly's never been the guy that's back down. He's always been the guy. Saying, <laughs> yeah. Let's go get it. Yeah. Let's go get it. <laughs> We're like, calm down, Daly, calm down. Oh, man, he told us a good story today. <laughs> he talked about y'all got in his van and went to the Pittsburgh airport. Oh, yeah. Just to, just to, just to ride those, like, escalator things. <laughs> and then you couldn't get in because you didn't have a ticket. Yeah. That was yeah, a good right. trip. Yeah. That so, was yeah. still a fairly wholesome trip. It wasn't like yeah. we was, you know, we were still mischievous, but we weren't. Yeah, we all jumped in that van. Uh we go to Pitts. We went to Pittsburgh because whenever I was like twelve years old, we went to we flew to Pittsburgh because our little league team mm. got to go down to Florida. And while we're at you know this gigantic <laughs> Pittsburgh airport, I can remember being like, "Dude, this is like a mall inside," because yeah. I'd never been in anything yeah. like that, you know. So I'm telling all these guys, you know, and we're 
we don't have anything holding us down. We just jump in <laughs> Daly's van and drive to Pittsburgh just so we can go to this airport yeah. and see what I was talking about. It was like right after 9-11. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, oh, like, yeah. security had gone, you yeah. know, max level. And they basically was like, if you don't have a ticket for a flight, you can't get come into the airport. Mm. So we all kind of honestly looked at each other kind of like, should we buy an airplane ticket? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But we didn't. We didn't. No. We ended up going to some mall and, and like West Virginia at that point in time didn't have Hollister. Mm -hmm. And they had like a Hollister oh. store. So, you know, we like oh, invaded yeah. Hollister and went back home. And there was people like, where'd you get those clothes, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And we, you know, drove to Pittsburgh <laughs> just so we could go to a mall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. It was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. I'll it, say it, this. Uh, I was nervous the whole time that Trey was, was driving because <laughs> when Trey passes somebody, like I'm talking like the minute that the <laughs> oh, bumper, yeah. Yeah. his yeah. rear bumper passes their front bumper, he's pulling over in, in, in front like, of him. It's kind of like NASCAR. You. Yeah. You just got to look at and it like, like that. Yeah. I, like, I still do that to this day. It's, yeah. <laughs> My butt's puckering up. You know, every time we pass somebody, yeah. I'm like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was, that was a good time. That was a good time. So, uh, I don't know. Do you want to share some things uh, about? Oh like, yeah, you said you said the craziest. Yeah, it ain't gonna be the craziest. Yeah, the you craziest because uh, craziest story while in addiction. Or, oh, man, I know there is. There's just there's really so many. I mean, they've been shot at. People tried to stab me. Robberies. Um, I know you was telling us when you shared at camp. You know, somebody tried to take a screwdriver. Oh and yeah, it up your, yeah, yeah, man. I was. Uh, I had just got something. arrested, and um, I got arrested, and my stuff was in the car at this guy's house. The, 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 anyway, the car went back to this other guy's house, who was supposed to be a friend of mine, and um, ended up going there to go get it. And, like, he meets me at the door and pulls a gun out on me, and I'm like, what you – again, there, here's that part where I'm, like, swelling up, and I'm like, you going to pull a gun out on me, man? Really? Right here, right now? Like, at your house? And your front door, you're going to pull a gun on me? Yeah. And so I was, I was, like, stepped inside his house with him, and then, we, you know, we're face-to-face -face and everything. And then out of the corner of my eye, his uncle comes through with, like, a foot-long screwdriver and tries to jam up underneath my chin. Like, I mean, it was skewered my – it would have went straight into my – I mean, it was a yeah. long enough screwdriver it would have – probably killed me yeah. but luckily i dodged it enough and it just came up and chipped my tooth i got i got out of there at that point in time yeah, yeah. i think i would have to yeah stuff was getting serious <laughs> at that point in time it was, it was, it was not time to all be all right we're not, yeah we're not fighting with fists anymore yeah no no people's trying to hit you with screw, yeah. screwdrivers and guns it's you know it's time to go yeah i mean because i've had a buddy he got murdered with a screwdriver yeah i mean when we were younger that's oh, yeah. that's how he went out yeah, I got a buddy at the plant that uh, dude broke into his house, and it was over drugs. Yeah, his son had been into into some drugs, and a guy broke into the house, and was holding him, his wife, his youngest son, and I guess his youngest son's friend hostage up yeah. in the attic. And fortunately, my buddy used to be a correction officer yeah. at a prison, so while I guess one of the guys was distracted. He tackled the dude, and the guy had a screwdriver and stabbed him in the back three times while they're rolling down the stairs. And Jeez. one of the guys ended up getting away. The other guy, like, 
you know, my buddy like was blasting him in the face, and, and his wife had to call nine one one and be like, "Y'all need to get over here because my husband's about to kill a guy. Uh, yeah. He just tried to kill us." You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is about screwdrivers. You know? I don't know. That's just, I don't know. They're not. They don't appear as scary until yeah. until they're right <laughs> until, in your face yeah. and somebody's trying to hit you with one. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I've been in hostage situations. I've been taken hostage, and then I've taken people hostage. Yeah, but but typically they were over drugs. Yeah, yeah. And the 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 one where I was taken was a, a case of misidentity. I will say, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like I didn't actually do what they were accusing me of, uh, but they thought I did, so therefore they were holding me hostage yeah. for the time being. And I went along with it at the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, same time, tough guy with it. I just, like, yeah, whatever. If, if I if I if I had done it, I probably wouldn't have. You know, but I knew I didn't do it. So hey, you know, I'll play along with the game. I'll, I'll sit here and see where we go with this. Yeah, yeah. So like we were saying earlier, man. Um, no matter what season of life we're in, uh, we're still walking in God's favor. Always, right? Um, and I know there were two or three different times. Get close to the mic again. Yeah, yeah. Starting to veer away from it. Yeah. But I know you've told me two or three different times of instances where you were, you know, fed up. Yeah. And and God, God placed up. people. Yeah. yeah. God, God, or, he may place people, but I mean, I look at it in my and when I looked at the situation was like. It, God showed up, you yeah. know, yeah. at a time when I wasn't even asking for God. I mean, even though I needed him more than anything, God would show up. I mean, there was, I couldn't even, I, I can I can recall a good four or five solid ones that were like, hey, you know, there's no other explanations for this other than it was God. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and it wouldn't even just be, it would be the messages that they would have for me. It was like, well, you I know you don't mean sometimes it'll be somebody I have never met in my life, you know. I know that there's no way that you could be coming at me with this because that's too personal of information mm-hmm. for you to know. Therefore, I mean, it, I felt like it was definitely God. Like, I mean, there was a time I was walking, and it was, man, it was like 4 in the morning, and I'm walking. And, it, I mean, like, at the time, I was, I was homeless. I mean, pretty much I was on the run from the law, so I would bounce city to city wherever I had less heat at and um like I'm walking and it's like four thirty in the morning I'm walking and really I didn't have anywhere to go at that point in time, you know. Right. So as I'm walking down the road and it, this woman out on her porch like four in the morning. I was late night. Late night nobody's out. Literally there is not even cars driving by at this point in time. Right. This lady out on the porch, she she just looks at me and she like flags me down as I'm walking. I walk up to her and she's like, Hey man <laughs> You smoke? And I was like, yeah, I smoke. <laughs> yeah, you know. And this is Rastafarian lady, right? Big big black Rastafarian lady. And I'm like, yeah, I smoke. She's like, you got something? I was like, I can go get it right down the street. I'll, you know, I'll be right back. So I go, and I get it, and I come back. I roll up. And this lady, when she comes out, she's like, God told me to come out here oh. and see you because yeah. you needed somebody to talk to. And... um this is as you're rolling the joint. It's, no, this is before before okay. I went and got it, right? Uh, and then, then so she tells me, you know, she needed, she said I needed somebody to help me. 
the woman, when I get back, she's already literally made a four-course. She's made ribs, mashed potatoes. I mean, dude, set out everything. She's just giving me a place to sleep, yeah. giving me food, like, talking to me. So then the crazy part was, I, so we started smoking. I, 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 I lit it up, and, I, <laughs> and I, I went to pass it. This is a, a Rastafarian lady. I mean, she said she claimed to be Rasta. So I'm looking at her like, all right, cool. I, like... Well, I have a good time here, right? And then I went to pass it to her, and she, she looks at me. She's like, no, 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 no. I don't smoke. And I was like, <laughs> you know, at that point in time, like, you know, I'm looking at her like, why did you just send me down the road to go get this and come back? She's like, and then she kicks into a whole spill about my life, what was going on in my life. I mean, like, personal personal things that she could. I've never seen this lady in my life. Um like really personal things then she was talking about god's direction on my life and everything oh, well like at the point in time That's like crazy. i could hear i knew what she was saying yeah. like i knew everything she was saying but i wasn't really one to admit like i hear you god yeah. I, I like i'm i understand i'm going along with it no yeah. no no i was like i i didn't straight up deny it but i wasn't like i wasn't really yeah. going with it yeah. And at the point in time, I mean, like I said, this woman done cooked all this food. I mean, it's like, four in the eat. morning, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Four in the morning. I'm thinking, why is this going on? And uh, she cooked all this food. And, like, once I balked at it, and I was like, oh, no, no, you know, that's not for me. Like, she kicked into, uh, she threw me out. And, like, when she threw me out, like, she started talking about some demons and told me that they're coming from hell and they, they will be coming on my life. And, I mean, like, put me straight out in the streets and let me left me with that. Like, when she pointed down, I was like, oh, you know, like, I already knew the whole conversation prior to that. I already knew what was up. It wasn't like I really, in my heart of hearts, didn't know that she was saying, like, is God telling you that you got, you know, you're running out of time. This is it's time to change your life. You got to do something different. Um but I just didn't want to hear it. Yeah. I think that, honestly, that was probably the first time that God had sent somebody to interfere in my life directly and give me a message of change your, change your ways or it's not going to end well for you. Yeah. you know? I mean, like, she started talking about demons and stuff. I, you know, I, growing up, I know demons are they're, they're real. They're, it's, oh, not, yeah. it's not, a, it's not a, 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 a fable that you hear when you're yeah. a child. Like, it's legit. And they are real out in the world. And I mean, scared me, <laughs> scared me, but I kept on moving. I mean, and that was, that was probably the first time, uh, man, I can't, there has been some, a lot of time after that point in time, it was almost like God, I was that it was almost like one of those, um, Looney Tunes commercials, you know, and when you'd have uh, Wiley Coyote on the side of the road with a sign saying "Turn around," yeah. it was almost like that with God. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was—I mean, it was not for a while. I mean, it was almost daily that there would be—I'd be coming into something like that that would be like, "Man, hey, you know what? Like, talk God and God, you know, you know, this is stuff that's just it, there is no coincidence in your life that can make you sit there and look at it and be like, yeah, that's." Well, that's normal, right? <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. there's no way you could look at any yeah, of these situations and say that's a normal right. thing. You don't look at it and say, "Oh, that was just chance." Yeah, yeah, nah. it's not chance, especially right. once it's once, twice, yeah. three times. Yeah, once just, it starts rolling in, like yeah, divine encounter, divine, after divine encounter. Yeah, I remember your brother asked me one time, not 
probably not long before I went to rehab. And he was like, man, Daly, I've been trying to get a hold of you, man. I, I don't even know how to get a hold of you. How can I call you? I was like, buddy, if it ain't divine intervention, <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. You ain't got no chance. I mean, if it's not divine intervention, you're pretty much you're stuck because uh, I can't. I don't know. Like it, that's pretty much the only direction. But it was literally probably four years of that, four years of hearing God, not directly, but God would send somebody and would tell me along the lines of what path I needed to go, and I would, I would hear it, and I wouldn't take it in, and I wouldn't go. I, I was, I was stuck on a path of, of vengeance for a long time. Uh, I, I buddies. You know, in addiction, you have a lot of people die, uh, people murdered, overdoses, just all around losing hope and despair. And I think a lot of God coming and sending the messages down was just like, look, you need to turn around. Like, this is not the path you need to take. Yeah, because he had a plan for your life. He had a plan for my life. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I mean, I'm telling you, there's a lot of the craziest, I can tell you some of the craziest stories ever, and you'll be like, eh, is that really true? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it's true. You can look up the news stories yeah. from a lot of it. Like, I had one, another time, I mean, man, there were so many. Another time there was a girl that I hadn't seen since I was probably, I don't know, 14, something like that. Anyway, I had, you know, I'm, I'm 33 at this point in time in my life, and, um, like, I run into her on the streets just out walking, and um, she's like, oh, yeah, we hang out. So she comes over to hang out, and uh, we're sitting there, and, like, I was, I was thinking it was, it was going good at that point in time, not not in any yeah. godly sense or whatever. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, she flips the switch, and it's, I mean, like, almost, like, grabbing my cheeks, like, hey, look, He's saying that this is it. <laughs> like, you got no more chances left. This is it. You either change your path now or the, the, it's not going to end anywhere the way you want it to be. I mean, and this girl had me, I mean, I, like, it was so up God in front of your face that I was like, yeah, all right. I'm going. And she's like, we're going to church tomorrow. I was like, look, I'm going. You stick with me tonight? It was a Saturday night. I was like, you just stick with me here? We'll go to church first thing in the morning. I am not, I, I hear you. This time I hear you because it wasn't like any of the other messages was like him trying to steer my path away from where I was heading. Uh, this message was like, we're done. <laughs> you know, like, like, I was like, all right, your time is up. If you, if you don't choose to go on this path, like you're going to end up, and I, I imagine I'd end up in hell. I don't know where, where I would have ended up, but it wouldn't have been, I don't think I'd still be living to this day. Um, but the girl ended up, man, I'm telling you, she sat there and she grabbed my face and she even straight told me. Like, he, she didn't, she said, he is done waiting on you. I mean, God, if you get somebody that tells you something like that that you haven't seen in 15, 16 years and they're looking at you and they're not talking, I mean, every again, every bit of information she had was personal, personal stuff that, like, I haven't seen you in 15, 16 years. I mean, I didn't even know you were around here anymore. How could you know anything like this? Um, but I mean, it was God. There was no, there's no, there was never a point in time in that conversation that I looked at her and I was like, hmm, I wonder, you know, like the Rastafarian lady. Like, I, I knew at that point in time, but, you know, this was a time that I was like, 
yeah, yeah, I'm hearing everything and it's scaring the crap out of me right now. I don't, you know, I don't want this to be how I end up going out. And, you know, I don't want to go out in that manner. So, you know, I was like, we're going, stick with me. We're going to church. She said, all right, well, I'm going to go to the end of the block, literally a block away. And she had to go get her bag and was going to come back. Um, next day on the news, she was murdered, murdered that night. Somebody ran her over with a car. I never came back because I've never seen her again after that. I mean, that's, but the message came through. You know, I, I got, I got, I got what he was saying. I mean, thankful for her every day that, you know, she had steered me in somewhat direction. I didn't go to church. I'm not going to sit here and say it changed my project. It changed my projection a little bit. Right. You know, it didn't, it, I still wasn't where I needed yeah, to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a realization. She planted a more than a seed in my thought process at that point in time. But at that time I was still, you know, vengeance. It was, it was almost like, this mic's not sounding good now. It was almost like she, or, you know, these things were happening just kind of like, like a little bump. Yeah. That's it. It was, it would always be like, like a parent would guide their child. You know what I mean? Like, hey, hey, you don't need to go up there and just stay away from the heaters. They'll just bump them in the correct direction to get them, try to get them on the right path. It's something that, like, I'm, I'm hearing here is, like, <clears throat> you know, we kind of put limitations on, you know, we have a time frame. We have time today, I guess. You yeah, know, yeah. Time. You know, God doesn't live in our time. No. You know, he has no time. You know, right. years and, and years is – you know, seconds to him. Yeah. And that's what, you know, is so cool about, you know, just hearing this is that, you know, yeah, you had these encounters and there were probably some time in between. But, oh, you yeah. know, you know, but to God though, it was like Yeah. You know, to him it was like you're you're it's happening. It's it's just gonna take your it's, t- gonna, it's gonna feel it, like a long time to you. Yeah. But just give it time and you're gonna be back to Yeah, know, yeah. Give it yeah. give it a little time and then you'll you'll re- I mean, but you know, looking back at all the things and all the times and signs that I'd seen, like, I, I look back at it and think, like, how how out of my mind was I to sit there and not, especially after that one, you know, after that one was like, you know, the girl got murdered before she made, she never made it back to me at night. And, you know, whether that was the devil, I don't know what you'd call it, you know, divine intervention, whatever, uh, that I needed to go and continue the path I was going, like just like the Rastafarian said. That's what she said. She said you can continue the path you're going until you can't. And that's, uh, I mean, God will nudge you. He's not going to force you to do anything okay. that you don't want to do. I mean, but he, I'm thankful that he was there enough to uh, to guide me, even in the slightest little way. I mean, you would think that most people, most most Christians these days, if somebody got if something like that were to happen to him, like it's a it's a holy moment, you know. Mm-hmm. You, it, mm-hmm. It's praise the Lord. I can't believe he, you know. At that point in time in my life, it was just like, like I'm I'm already frustrated, mm-hmm. and now I know God is not, you know. I now know God's not happy with the way that I'm I'm heading right now. Uh, and it man, it's just so many times. Like I there was the other time, I was literally. I mean, I was on my way. I ended up, the intentions was to, to well, the intentions would probably kill this person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they yeah. they had killed my buddy. Uh, also involved in that stabbing that I just told you about earlier. Uh, 
But as I'm walking, I'm walking down the road, and I like I have a machete on my back. Mm -hmm. I have no. I just wearing a pair of shorts and shoes, and a man with a my a man with a purpose at that time. There was no other intentions that I had other than going where I was going, doing what I was doing, and a lady drives by, and she like I see her drive by, and then she turns around and comes back, and she stops, rolls down the window, she looks at me, and she's like, hey, uh. God told me that you needed a ride. Come on, man. And I'm looking at her like, oh, my gosh. You know, like right now, of all times, right now is the time you got you to gotta step yeah. in. He's, I mean, he would literally step in at the points in time oh. in my life that I he could not. He'd right show up time. at just the right time. Every time. Yeah. I mean, it, it, wasn't, it was like, it was the times when I didn't have nothing left. Mm -hmm. When there was no more hope in my life yeah. that I was going in the direction like, mm -hmm. I know I'm heading for hell. Mm -hmm. This is the path. This is what I'm. This is my vision. This this is where I'm going. There was I had blinders on. Mm -hmm. You know, like the blinders. This is the only direction I'm going in. And of course, I mean, I'm thankful. I'm not saying of course, but like, right. I'm so grateful that at those points in time that God would send somebody mm -hmm. down and they would. Yeah. I mean, who's who? Literally, who you know? I, I, even to this day, I wouldn't. I, if I seen somebody walking down the street looking like me at that point in time, with a machete on his back, ain't no way I'm yeah. stopping and picking him up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I'm thankful for that woman answering God's call because if it wouldn't have been for her, it's been, you know, it wouldn't have been. If she could have just said, "Hey, man, you need a ride," probably wouldn't have been nothing. Mm -hmm. But her turn around and saying, "Hey, God told me." Mm -hmm. I need to stop and see if you need a ride. Uh, and, and what's happened, like, prior to what's this. Happened, you know, these, yeah. these things that's been going on. But building up. Yeah, it's just building constantly. up now. It's yeah. like, it's like and the, you know, the the, um, the song Reckless Love, you know what song yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I, I mean, the song, crazy. It does, it brings me to tears yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I look back at my life and it's like, phew, God straight up kicked on, some doors man. down for me. Come on, man. Straight up, he has kicked yeah. some doors down for me. Yeah. He followed me into the darkness, and he yeah. found, he gave, even when there was no light at all, like yeah. he would put somebody there so I could see that, hey, I'm still here. Yeah. I still love you. Yeah. I still care about yeah. you. Mm -hmm. I mean, then that that song is just like, hey, I mean, to me, it's so powerful because yeah. it's, it's as true as it can ever be. That's like, right. He will, he will put, he will, light up the darkness mm, on, he man. will straight up kick some i mean come when on. i say kick some doors down yeah. like i almost like in my life at that yeah. point in time it was almost like god is a straight gangster yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like you know what i mean like yeah god will come in and come i on. mean like at any point in time if you'll be in the in the in the stickiest of situations yeah. god comes in and kicks the door down he's like man. hey man yeah. hey I need you to get up and get on out of yeah. here right now because we, we ain't doing that right now. You, yeah. you got too much on your life right now. Yeah, yeah. there was a mountain, but your God's bigger than that bigger. mountain. Yeah. Way bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Way bigger. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I learned not to put God in that box. There is, you know, there is no box no that box. you can put God in. That's right, man. That'll preach right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're talking about, you know, uh, God caring enough for you because earlier you was talking about, you know, your dad, you know, uh, was a good dad. There was a lot of things you did that he didn't care much for. Yeah. And it was a time where, like, maybe you didn't have the the closest relationship, but your your dad never said, you're not my son. No. And that's no. the same thing as, as same thing. our God. Our God, even the greater love, you know? Mm -hmm. our, our God says, 
I'm I'm your father. You're my son. There's going to be some things you oh, know yeah. that everybody's going to have do. some disagreements. Myself, yeah, myself included. You yeah. know, everybody's going to do things that God will look and be like, oh man, you know, you're messing up. I, I I'm disappointed in what you're doing and yeah. what you're doing, but I'm not going to displace you. I don't disown you. Yeah, I don't disown you. Yeah, yeah. Which is a huge, huge obstacle. I mean, I, I'd say in general from everybody in the world, you know, because I mean, some people's looking at like, man, I've, you know, I've done, I've stole everything, right. I, you know, I've murdered all these people, and like, and, I, and even a lot of Christians look at it like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. he should go to hell. I'm not right. saying every Christian, but there is a lot of Christians right. like, well, you know, maybe there's that sin might be unforgivable, but. The reality of things is, you know, the sin is is one sin all the way around the board for yeah. him. You know, hey, I, I might not, I may overwatch football and, and skip church yeah. because I'm watching football. Yeah. But guess what? I'm not, God's looking at the same as I, the guy that murdered somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not asking for repentance, if mm-hmm. you're not if you're not trying to change that your ways, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, because addiction comes in like a million different ways, right? A million different ways. Right? It's not just drugs. Mm-hmm. Addiction, you know, could be. Uh, like you said, uh, to watching watching ball and mm-hmm. anything that you're putting in, yeah. in, in front anything of anything you put before you God. Know, That's right. Uh, addiction comes in, you know, pornography. Mm-hmm. We yeah. can get addicted addicted to pornography. We can get addicted to uh, work. We mm-hmm. can get addicted yeah. to hobbies. You know, it comes in a million different forms, and it's not just you know drugs or alcohol or or any one thing no. that can lead you away from mm-hmm. the Lord. You know, but so many people look at it like. That's right. That is, yeah, you know, like oh, they look down on the on yeah. the one thing, yeah, or, the, the ones that are visible right. for everybody else right. to see. You know, people look down and like, I don't know, that guy's, you know, and I, I mean, addict, addicts get a bad rap for a good reason. I'm not yeah. saying that yeah. they're the yeah. best or right. the hardest people in the world to love, um, but it, it's. It's just a visible sin, and right. you know, there's you're not. Point you don't want to be. You know, no, you're living no, in addiction. Is in, in you're not real waking addiction. up. Yeah, no. you're never waking up saying, "Boy, I want to do a yeah. bunch yeah. of drugs today and ruin my life." <laughs> oh, I'm you so know? happy. I feel sick today. Yeah, right. I, I can't wait to have to go rob somebody. To, right. You know, that is not a thought process of your morning. Yeah, you know, you didn't say like, "Oh, you know, I'm doing this so I don't get to see my kids." Yeah, right. no, you know that never. thought. You know, never. Cross your mind. That is, you know, for someone like I know for my parents, like it, it, it was, it's very hard mm-hmm. for someone who loves an addict to understand an addict, mm-hmm. um, because you know at that point in time, I know not long before I ended up going to rehab, uh, like I told him, I got high, you know, man, it, it set it off, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's many years of of just. Down, down bad, and, and you know they've dealt dealt with a lot, many right. arrests, many right. you know. I've been through many rehabs, um, but you know, and I remember my dad looking at me like, yeah, and I straight told him like, yeah, I went, I went, got high. Mm-hmm. Like I'm being honest with you, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to fight about it and this and that. And he's like, why don't you love us? And he's mm-hmm. looking at him like, man, man, look, like I do love you. Just because I got high does not mean I don't love you, but mm-hmm. for. A, a parent or a sibling or even a friend, they look at it like, man, you don't love us enough to quit drugs. Yeah. Man, drugs are just, man, it's it's such a steep, dark path that you go on. You don't really realize that your using is 
causing the effects and the ripples that they are in your life. And, you know, and I think that kind of, you know, just like your parents' reaction, that's probably typical of any parent reaction, you know? I mean, it's nothing against oh, your yeah. parents, nothing against any parent. No. But, you know, I think that just shows how good our God is. Oh, yeah. You know, the love that he has, you know, our God, you know, my parents love me, that's great, but they'll never they'll, they will never love me as much as god loves no. me you know it's unreal no, to think no, about no you know? no nobody can yeah. i mean you know and looking back at my life there's nobody in this world that mm. can love you the way mm. god loves you yeah like my parents love them i know they love me i but i mean i had broke their hearts so many mm. times like they had given up mm. i mean the best thing for them to do was to give up mm-hmm. i mean i'm not saying to not love me but if they're going to love me, they need to love me from a distance mm. for my own. Kind of like let, let, let God. Yeah. Now it's God. So like, you know, let God. Yeah. yeah let God your, take his, care of it. And I mean, God did. Yeah. God, I mean, you know, yeah. thankful for their prayers. I mean, mm. the prayers. Mm, yeah. The yeah. Pray, literally, their prayers are. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you how many prayer chains mm. through the years that I was on. Like, I know our church, like, I call, yeah. uh, pray for Trey. <laughs> like, it, it was a constant thing, but, you know, they, they say fervent prayer. I, I watched a message by Robert Morris one time, and it really, it touched home because he was like, look, fervent prayer is, imagine it like this. He was like, gone, gets up in the morning, he goes out to his mailbox to check his mail, mm. and, you know, that prayer creates like a, a monument in his yard. Mm. So eventually, after he goes out and checks his mail every day, and he's literally got to <laughs> inch through his yard to get away from all these different prayers that have been put up for you, mm. you know, God's going to eventually answer. I mean, and, yeah. and thankfully he did. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. 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 yeah, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about redemption. You know, redemption. we kind of talking about uh, the dark side of this for, you know, the last little bit. Let's talk about redemption. So, uh, you know, like you said, I remember uh, uh, you came to the church one morning. Um, oh, I was wild, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we get out of church. We get out of church. It's like, I don't know, it was, probably, it was summertime, wasn't it? It was summertime, yeah. And, yeah, because we like went swimming at yeah, y'all's house. I was later on. Yeah, I was sweating. I was sweating the oh, demons sorry. out of me when I hey. got in there. So like, I can't, church is over, Yeah, you know, and I, I walk outside and I, and I ain't seen daily in like, I mean, uh, years. I look, yeah, years, years. And I look, you know, out in the parking lot, standing <laughs> down below the porch, and there's there's Daly and his, you know, and his grandma Carla. And I'm like, "What's up, Daly?" You know, he's got his sunglasses on. He got a button up on. He's like, "I was trying to get over here, Park. I was watching." He's like, "The Lord, you know, has been speaking to me." He's like, "I." Threw on a shirt and came over here as fast as I can. I'm talking. This dude is sweating <laughs> no, through his I was shirt. Drenched. Sweating through his I shirt. Was it wasn't even just. I mean, you know, one probably sweating the demons that I've been <laughs> yeah. battling for all these years. Coming two, I hadn't been to this church in close to 20 years. Yeah. And, you know that that he's, is. He's thinking thing. the rust's gonna fall. Oh, I, I know. You know. Like I literally, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm gonna catch fire when yeah. I walk in yeah. here. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> Holy be Holy Ghost fire! Hallelujah! It, it was, I mean, it was. Uh, you know, and it, <laughs> all these people I haven't seen in 20 years. You know, then I know they know because they've been praying for me yeah. all these years. But man, I walked in and. I I did break a few necks when I walked in. You know, everybody oh, yeah. was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Trey came to church after church, but he still came to church. Right. You know, but they were, I mean, they're welcoming. Right. The prodigal came home. That's yeah. Right. Super happy. Right. And the Lord said uh, that the, when the father saw the prodigal come home, he said, go get a ring and a robe 
and slay the fatted calf and mm -hmm. let's party. You yeah. know, yeah. Trey come up, you know, uh, we all pray at the altar, you know, and, and it was awesome, man. You it know, and, and and we, but we leave, and he's all like, "I'm, I'm so like." I remember yeah, I, I, so, I gave him a hug, and he's like, "I'm sweaty." I'm like, "It's yeah. all good, man." I mean, when I say so, I think it was a gray shirt, and it, it, it was. sweat all the it way. It turned black. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was something to see. I didn't take my glasses off either. I, yeah. I kept my glasses on through the whole. Yeah. The whole end of the church. But yeah, man. You know, even even a little bit after that. Uh, you know, you you ran into a little bit of problems, and and then you ended up at Brian's safe house. So let's yeah. let's talk a little bit about about that. Uh, like, so what is you know you know tell everybody like what is Brian's safe house, and you know how uh, how did you end up there? You know what's the process for for because it's a one year program. It's a right? one year program. Um, Brian's safe house is a faith based rehab. Um, you know, to, I got there through a buddy that I used to sell drugs to, and like he had, he was really bad off when I when I was selling. You know, he ended up going there and getting his life straightened out, and mm -hmm. I mean, turned him around. Um, so he had offered, and he got me in there. Um, but that's a twelve month, as they say, twelve to thirteen months. But I mean, depending upon how you do it might take you a little longer he might get set back or whatever but you know it's all for character building so can somebody check anybody into it anybody can go there mm -hmm. they, they need people mm -hmm. uh the biggest thing about I, you know i don't I, I, it's, it's crazy to me to look at it and be like why do they not you know some they won't have a house full as many as because this program i mean the program there is literally like most rehab success rate after five years is literally like five, six percent. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's that's the that's the reality of addiction. Yeah, mm -hmm. reality is like you may make it out, you may go to rehab. The sh very strong possibility you will relapse and you'll go right back to where yeah. you were. Right. Um, but like the safe houses, five year rate is like seventy five percent, man. I man, mean, like that's come on. that's insane. Yeah. I mean, but and that's God. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's a hundred percent God. There yeah. is no and zips or butts about it. Uh, the program, it does, like they have four phases. Um, the first phase is just, it, it's basic. You go to the classes and you go and you learn. But the classes are, you know, when I say faith-based, like you'll, go, you'll see a lot of rehabs around that are faith-based. And they're very loosely right. faith-based. That's what, yeah. Like you know, I, yeah, I talked to Joe Young the other day at, at Harvest Chap when he was, I was like, hey, Joe, can you recommend some houses or recovery to me that would be good for, for this podcast yeah, so yeah. that we could kind of, you know, give people some contact information? He was like, oh, yeah, you know, and he kind of named a couple. He's like, now you want to be careful because he's saying the same thing as yeah. you. Like some, some places some say faith-based. Yeah, and some yeah. of them's just in it for the money. And they'll say faith-based just to get people in. Yeah. I was like, well, that's why I want to talk to, you know, you and Trey and some, some people. I mean, I, and I think a lot of, you know, faith-based, like, because I've known about the rehab for years. I know what it done for my buddy. The whole faith-based thing kind of, you know, as an addict, you're like, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm ready to have that much God in my life. And, yeah. and, 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 I mean, if you don't know God, like, you'll get to know him there. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But, yeah. like, the, the courses and, like, they do they do 12-step. Do they also do um, just a lot of, like, 
the faith-based literature, I mean, like, most of the classes were, like, they did, like, a biblical slave leadership, you know, a lot of stuff that really, um, they had one on forgiveness, that you, that you, at the point in time that I got there, you know, I had been so out of touch with reality and what it was like to live in the real world to where everybody's not using, selling drugs, coming after, you know, trying to... It's Can't having some kind anybody. of negative impact yeah. in your life. Um, so, you know, when, especially like this place, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's filled with God's love is spread. It's so thick up there. I'm not even kidding. Like, I mean, the, the, the place was founded, the owner, Mr. Brush, Leon Brush, he, um, him and his wife, their son had an overdose and he died. Um, at a, he was a young age, but for them to take that, grief and turn it into such a blessing yeah, into more. so many people's lives i mean so many people's lives graves in the gardens that's oh. it i mean really i mean <laughs> I, you know it's it's hard to take that kind of grief man yeah. and to turn it into life like that yeah um, amazing i mean insane it, yeah. you, you don't really realize it when you're going through the program um you start to catch on a little bit mm-hmm. as you're going through but yeah. Like, to realize all that God's done for you on a day-to-day basis. Like, I didn't know how to live my life. I didn't know how to legit, like, I couldn't look at you and be like, hey, I can go to work today, but right. I, maybe not. <laughs> you know, like, I might be there, I might not be there. Um, just on, like, uh, even the sermons, like, we'd watch a sermon, we'd do a devotion every morning. And um, I think a, probably one of the ones that got me, sold out on it was uh john bevere and i think it was undercover was the name of the um the series and basically it was it was saying like god wants to see you complete it like no matter what it is god wants you to complete whatever it is that you're doing and you know i took that to heart and also i mean he had another um sermon that was on authority Mm -hmm. which really drastically changed my outlook on everything on authority i mean yeah. it just wasn't yeah. even it, like the sermons they weren't you know they were never intentionally lined up mm-hmm. to go with what you were going through or whatever but it was god that would move in yeah and he would Once take over divine yeah divine every time yeah. like I, even the fact that i went there at the point in time that i was actually ready and willing to get clean and i, know, I was ready and willing to change my life like god pretty much put me through his own boot camp. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like originally when you go in, like you're not allowed to turn lights on and off. You know, there's things that you can't do. And it's not because they don't think that you're capable of flipping a light switch. Process. You know? It's the process. It's, yeah. it's, it's learning to think about what you're doing before you do it. Yeah. Um, but man, I mean, it literally changed my outlook on how, I had a role in my life yeah. more than what, you know, at the, when I, you know, when I went there originally, like uh, my counselor, uh, I went in and I was just like, you know, these cops have been pressuring me so bad, you know, they won't leave me alone, this and that, it's all their fault, you know, they're just, they just arrest me, take yeah. me to jail, put me locked up, yeah. lock me up for nothing that I didn't yeah. do, you know, I was always looking at it like it was their fault. Yeah. And in the streets, you know, yeah, I would was be. the victim. I was the victim, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know, they they may have been picking on me, 
but they had good reasons mm-hmm. to pick on me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you start a war with the cops because you you've had enough of their crap, of yeah. course they're gonna they're gonna fight it back. They're not gonna let you just walk out and do whatever you want to do. They're, of course they're gonna pick you up because you were just walking down the road. You know what I mean? Like I, I would look at it like I didn't do anything. I was literally just walking here, but you just arrested me for a whole bunch of crap that yeah. I didn't know I even done. Uh, yeah. But I I may not have done it, but I I done something along those lines. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I may not have done the exact crime that they were saying I done, but I definitely probably had. If it wasn't for them picking me up for that, they could have picked me up for something else. Yeah. It was my fault, right? You know, it, it it was always my fault. Yeah. So they help you learn accountability. They help you learn accountability. It, it but it took a little while. Guaranteed. Like it took it took a few counseling sessions yeah, to get 12, in there. 12 months. Yeah, it took, it, it did. It they're, like, they're like, Trey, you're not going to graduate unless you take accountability. It literally, it All right, me, I'll take accountability. It took me a while. They almost kicked me out a couple of times for, uh, I, there was, I helped, I helped one guy run, flee from the law. And, you know, at that point in time, they're like, man, you, you know, I, I was, I don't know, four months in at the program at that point in time. It hadn't fully, Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't fully registered everything at that point in time. It takes about six months before your head's clear enough to yeah. make a solid decision. <clears throat> yeah. But at the time, what it was was there was a guy that had been sneaking out and leaving, and, um, like, he was my little brother. And I, you're supposed to write him up, tell him, tell him about it, this and that. Well, I hadn't told him about it. Somebody else told him. And so they sent everybody else out of the house, and he was um, – he said he had to go to the bathroom, so I took him up to the bathroom. When he came out, he was like, the cops are outside. I was like, oh, man. I was like, <laughs> you know, at this point in time, again, that, that label of being a snitch was not, mm-hmm. still wasn't in my vocabulary anymore. I was just like, I guess head out the back. I'll distract him out the front, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, they ended up catching him, and uh, it's, but that, I got in trouble for that, and they were not happy. They were talking about, let me go at that point in time. But wow. then another two, three months later, it happened again. Another guy came. He was sneaking out and got caught. And then I was like, man, you better run. The last guy, <laughs> you know, the last guy that was here, he went to jail. I'm just telling you now, I don't think it's a good idea. Then then about halfway through that conversation, I was like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't. But I, I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah. And, you know, but at least at that point in time, it had clicked like, you know, man, maybe you probably shouldn't tell him, you know, you should run. It, it, it changed my thought process yeah. a little bit on it. And uh, at that time, they really weren't happy, you know, because one time is one thing. Two times is like, mm-hmm. you ain't getting it. I mean, if you're not getting it down there, it's not like you ain't got to fail for right. drugs. If you're not getting mm-hmm. the recovery process and if you're not actually putting an effort into trying to change yourself – I mean, if there's nothing they can do with you, if there's not, if you don't want it, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. don't want it more than they want it. Yeah. And they want it for you, man. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure they don't get paid the greatest amount of money, but I mean, they're legitly doing God's work yeah. down there. They are, they are moving mountains. Yeah. I mean, uh, people, all kinds of people, even people that just, you know, I looked at it like, so there's just a lot of people that would come and, you know, they may not make it all the way through. And a lot of people made it all the way through, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, even those people God sent for a lesson for somebody, you know, a lot of these things that happen in your life uh, are bad. Mm -hmm. There's some bad things, but it's 
all about how you frame it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I may look at it and be like, yeah, it's all about your perspective. Yeah. I could look at it and be like, man, they killed my buddy. Yeah. This and that. Uh, and it may look bad on my end, but maybe I can look at it and say, well, maybe that right there was what it took to lead me over here yeah. to get mm-hmm. me to where I needed yeah. to be. And yeah. people don't look at life like that in general. You know, they're yeah. just like, oh, it's, it's bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, basically every, every, everything of your, of your everything. life, because whenever I look at the perspective of it, like when you as a church camp, and you was giving your testimony. Yeah. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you're like telling all these horror stories. <laughs> and then you begin to go into the, the redemptive mm-hmm. side of it. And you're like, now look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm out here at the church yeah. camp. I'm a counselor. It's amazing. You know, I'm leading these young kids. And like, you know, uh, one of the other dudes we go to church with, Bert, you know, mm-hmm. came to me several times talking about like how phenomenal you were doing with like devotions with these young yeah. kids and stuff like that. And like you get done giving your testimony and we have a young lady get up and testify and, and she's like, I'm thankful that Trey gave us testimony because my mom's mm-hmm. in addiction and because I see Trey, there's evidence, you know, faith yeah. is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. There's evidence now in her life mm-hmm. because of the trauma and yeah. all the junk that you live through and now she can attach, you know, her hope. Oh, yeah to that evidence to say, if, if God delivered Trey, mm-hmm. he can deliver my mom, you know? So and, there's a purpose for all oh, this. Oh, there's a purpose for every bit of it. Yeah. But you know, that right there through all that right there is probably what kept me in addiction mm-hmm. the longest. And I don't mean it like God kept me there. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I knew what the story could do and the fear of being out in public like that, like, I don't, you know, like I'm here, and then God did this. Like yeah. I, I'm here because God mm-hmm. allowed me to be here. Um, I think that fear for a long time was just like, like you know, I heard God all those years ago. Like, hey man, you know, get on the right track. You know, I'm I'm here to tell mm-hmm. you, you need to step in the right path. If you're not going to step in the light, you're going to stay in the darkness. And I feared it so much, man. I mean, like I, you know, like it was. Why should you fear it? You know, it's not something you should fear. Yeah. But, man, it scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I ain't going to lie, man. Yeah. Like, it scared me to death. Trey taking, running from the Lord to, to another level. You yeah. These guys are like, I heard the Lord tell me yeah. I was going to be a preacher. Yeah. I ran from yeah. it. Trey's taking to a whole nother level. I'm yeah. going to stay in these drugs because the Lord wants to use my yeah, life. Man, I swear, every day, I mean, I, would, I ran from God for yeah. so long. And it wasn't like, like, I knew I was running from God. It wasn't like... Like maybe you're maybe you're high, man. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, like I wish I was yeah, high right yeah. now. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, that would be that would make it so much better if I was high, because then I could say, hey, man, you know, you just high. You know, you, you know some drugs. You're hearing something, but yeah. never, never at a time that it was never like when I was deep. And I was actually high that these things would happen. It would be when I was stone cold sober, and I'd just look at it like. Why not? Like, why couldn't I just be high mm-hmm. so I could write this off yeah. as it wasn't God? Yeah. But that was never the case. He always shows up when I was sober and at the right time. Mm. That's, that's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know, he says, "For I know the plans I have for you," says the Lord. There are plans of good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Man, that right there is, you know. Yeah, you know, it's been many years you went through this and battled this, but man, like the whole time, 
I, I could just imagine God, like, you know, just like sitting back, like calm, collective. And he's oh, like, yeah. you know, he's like, it's all good. Yeah, he knows. He knows it was coming. Yeah. He, he knew, you know, again, you know, time means nothing to him. So to him, it was just, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, blink of an eye. Yeah. He, yeah. You know, he knows what's coming. So and, it's, you know, he will, he will fulfill his purpose. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and no matter what, I mean, right. but no matter what, no that's matter right. how hard you run from him, right. no matter how far away you go, yeah. he will always be there. Yeah. In, in recovery, they always say, everywhere, everywhere you go, there you are. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like God. <laughs> everywhere you go, there he is. Yeah. He, yeah. He's not... He will chase you. He will kick doors down. And you know he's not. A, he's not. I'm gonna get you, God. He's no. Like, he's like, yeah. I might come. I'm gonna come to you. Right. He's like, but I'm gonna get you. You know, it's not that. I'm gonna beat you down, no. and I'm gonna lift you up. You know, I'm no. gonna. I'm gonna build you up to make you even better, and, and you know, be able to you know have this conversation today. It's, you know, December the. Six two thousand twenty two, and we're sitting there making a podcast about. Yeah, yeah, you know? uh, yeah. That's like what, you know, who would have thought? Are, these are the exactly these are things that you know when it like when he's talking about church camp. Like I'm looking at it like man, you know, I haven't been here mm-hmm. in twenty years. Yeah, and uh, the, 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 the fact that I'm out here and I'm actually tr- trying to teach these youth mm-hmm. and and be a part of something. You know, growing up, church camp was like. It was a mag- you know, it, mm-hmm. it was a magical experience. Yeah, right. I you know, I, I know for pretty much anybody that went out there, it was a pretty magical experience. It, it was a mm-hmm. huge, um, mm-hmm. uh, formative period of my life. I like to, I like to use the word uh, powerful instead of magical. <laughs> powerful, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. We don't want to get it. We don't want to get it. We don't want to confuse it with any witchcraft here. <laughs> it is powerful. <laughs> it is. It, I mean, it's really powerful. I mean, even that, you know, the night that I spoke, I mean, my son ended up getting saved. Oh, yeah. come on. I mean, dude, I, I, yeah. five come kids on. got saved. Yeah. Pains of future yeah. right there. That yeah. is, that, that, that alone, I, thankful that they, at the rehab I was at, like, once you're later on in the program, they want you to, like, we'll go to different churches around the area and mm-hmm. give our testimony. Thankful that they done that because, yeah. you know, Parker asked me, he said Wednesday night. I was like, Wednesday night? I mean, everybody's going to be here on Wednesday night. I can't do it on Wednesday night. you got to be kidding me. What am I going to say? What do I tell them? Do I tell them this much? How much much do I really want them to know? How far is too far? Yeah, because there is probably too far in this. You know, you don't want, especially kids, you know, these kids hearing Mm -hmm. some of the things. But, I mean, it's reality. It's reality. You know, I want the kids to know. Like where I've been and where I am and why I am. That's and, right. You know, but man, I'll tell you what. After we after we went back to the cabin that night, you know, I had the eight nine year old boys, and whew, yeah. Oh, yeah. they come yeah. out with some questions. <laughs> yeah. You know, they wanted to know questions about jail and all everything, which it was it was good. You know, I, it was it was a great experience. When I first started, I was like, I don't know, I'll, I'll be here in the evenings and. uh that's about all you're going to get from me. Yeah. You know, I didn't have any intentions, but you know, after the first night I was like, wow, yeah, I can't, I can't miss this. Mm-hmm. This is this opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. Next thing you know, Trey's got the keys. Got that the man, keys. That, that wasn't, that, 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 was, that was an awesome service. He broke was, some things loose. That was, man, I mean, yeah, God blowing in with the wind and the rain. Oh, I mean, it was man. a, uh, it was definitely a very powerful yeah. service. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so a, a buddy of mine, I, I texted him, you know, a few questions just regarding more like connections and, and, and things like that. Um, and 
he sent me a text um, and said, uh, the opposite of addiction is connection. So building connections is vital for a successful recovery. When he sent that to me, um, I was thinking, you know, when, uh, when we went to your graduation, you know, you had your entire family there, oh, yeah. which was awesome. And then, you know, several of us guys that grew up with you came. Yeah, and that's honestly probably the best part about coming back home and the restoration of friendships, the restoration of family. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I imagine if I didn't have you guys that were still solid at standing on, on the rock, like, mm. it could have been rocky. You yeah. know, I, I, but it's not. It's not. I have, you know, I haven't. Like I haven't had those struggles because I know where I am. Yeah. I know where I stand, and, and to have those connections, man. I mean, like up down there, it was all recovery, gym based. But you know, to be able to come back and still have Christian friends, dude. I mean, it's been a crucial. Yeah. I, I can't stress to you how much it's meant. Yeah, I think that's a vital role in it. Vital. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even. For for anybody really, because yeah. I I can remember when we did like the kit the like teen ministry years and years ago at at Bancroft Church, I'd have different people come in, and it was always like ninety percent of the messages was always surround yourself mm-hmm. with good with that's, Christian that's people, it. surround yourself with strong mm-hmm. uh, people, you know, and um and and yeah, like I, I know that you mentioned that. They wanted you to, you know, stay down in Beckley for a little bit, bit longer, and yeah. even uh, uh, even your parole officer was yeah. kind of like, I don't know if you should go back home. And I, if I'm being dead honest, I was kind of like, maybe <laughs> yeah, Trey's yeah, coming yeah, home yeah. a little bit too soon, yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like you were, you know, you told us, hey man, you know, because I think I sent a, a text one time about the Wolf Pack, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And how the wolf pack stays together. Yeah, I remember. I remember yeah. the text now. Yeah, and uh, and you were like, "Yeah, man, that's why I knew I could come home." Yeah, because uh, I, mean, I knew it's... that I had strong connections with you guys, and we and and that was what played a vital mm-hmm. role in the decision of me coming back it, it home. Did. I mean, because you know, in addiction, like your biggest enemy is isolation. Mm-hmm. Like, right. and. I know even when I was in addiction, I could have called you guys. There was no doubt in my mind that I could have called you guys and you guys have been right there and no judgments, no yeah. nothing like that at all. But, uh, like, man, you isolate so much and, you know, well, how's the devil going to get to you? And mm-hmm. going to attack you when you're with a pack? Right. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to attack nearly right. as strong when you're with a pack, mm-hmm. but if you're all alone and you're out there by yourself yeah. and you're diving in deep, I mean, mm-hmm. it's perfect striking time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same with yeah. any any predator animal mm-hmm. is going to strike whenever you're by yourself. Yeah. So, you know, you're better off to have those strong connections yeah. that you can lean on somebody if you need to lean on them. Yeah. So that's the thing about like, you know, the we we hear time and time again that the church is one of the is known to. Um, to, to kill their wounded, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. so if I could say anything about, like, you know, the whole connection thing is it's vital for the church body to go after restoration and, and, and to, to try to reconnect with people that we feel like are addicted or isolated or, you know, are doing, are running and to uh, have, you know, an open mind and, and look to God and, and not, 
you know, uh, not turn people away, you know, no matter what situation no you're matter in, what. you know? No matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I, not like, you know how many churches would have turned me away if I told them I was thinking about murdering somebody? Right. Like, that's yeah. not, they're not going to, you know, maybe some may, right. may, but there that's is right. not. A lot there, I mean, like, well, maybe you should come to church on. Probably they might say you should come to church on Sunday, right, right. but they might not be like diving in deeper with you to 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 get into all your crap with you, so they yeah. know yeah. truly what's going on with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was that's God's greatest commandment, isn't it? Yeah. I oh, mean, man. to love yeah. one another as you love yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah, if you want, you want to see them prosper. I mean, what did what did Jesus do to the woman at the well? Yeah. You know, he oh, told her everything yeah. that she has done. You know, all the dirty, all the all he the knows it all. ugly. But you know, that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the church, you know, we we kind of put on a front. You know, like we want you to come to church, but I really don't want to know yeah. your 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 nitty gritty. Yeah. You know, I don't really want to know you. I want you to come to church, and I hope to see you at church next Sunday. But between then, don't call me. You yeah, know, I want to know you're doing good. Yeah, yeah, but, that's right. You know, that's right. On the the back man, there. you know, Jesus is the opposite of that man. He wants to know you, and that's what's so cool about you know the connections that that y'all had as friends. You know, looking at you know looking kind of on the outside and seeing y'all's connections as a friendship, man. And it says, you know, you guys had something that was unbreakable and is unbreakable. And I just think of Jesus, man. Like that is that's what he wants. You know, he oh, wants yeah. that friendship that. Nothing can come between, and like he wants to know every dirty thing about you, you yeah. know, and it doesn't change him, you know. That's right. It makes it, it makes it, you know, it makes your relationship even, you know, right. closer. It does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be in, like we said, being able to be transparent mm-hmm. with each yeah. other. Yeah. And not, you know, I, a lot of, uh, I mean, people don't want to be vulnerable yeah. in general, in mm-hmm. general, you know, for the many years that I was being the tough guy. Like I wouldn't. I that was the last thing I wanted to be That's was vulnerable. Right. I didn't want you to know that I was mm-hmm. really scared, or mm-hmm. I was really, you know, sad, or whatever it was that was bothering me. Um, so people don't, people don't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really a thing in our culture that mm-hmm. that they that is seen as a good thing. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it is good. It is great for you in your spirit mm-hmm. yeah, to no, be able to come forth with stuff like nobody that. wants to look weak. Nobody wants to look weak. But mm-hmm. Paul said. Yeah. That God's grace is made sufficient in weakness. Yep. So he said, I'll boast in my weakness mm-hmm. because when I'm weak, that's when I'm really strong. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. I mean, like, even my, my testimony, my testimony is, you know, it's, it's got a lot of weaknesses in it. Yeah. But in, in the testimony itself, I mean, it, it gives you the power of God. I mean, yeah. I hope that whenever. You know, I, even like before this podcast, you know, like before I come in, like a whole way here, I'm praying like, well, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to speak. Mm-hmm. I would rather you just speak through me yeah. Yeah. to get yeah. your message out. Use me as your tool because I know on my own mm-hmm. it ain't really possible. You know, yeah. and you never know what rabbit hole we may go down. Yeah. <laughs> it may, it may. Hopefully, we can steer it and guide it a little bit, but you yeah. know, it yeah. might not end up right. where I, where you want it to be. You know, I hope when people hear me talk about it, you know, they, they can see, they do see it's it's possible. I mean, dude, don't, yeah. almost two decades of, of addiction is, yeah. a, that's a long, yeah. that is a long, dark hole to go yeah. down. And it's not a lot, I'm not going to sit here and say there's a lot of people that make it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is very possible. And, you know, a lot, I'm not saying that NA, AA does not work. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to have the connection with God. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for my connection with God and Him sending me to somewhere to learn more about Him mm-hmm. and the ways that He is, 
I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have yeah. what I have today. Yeah, I think you know, I got. I got almost two and a half years sober now, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have that without God. Like I could not follow the NAA yeah. and do it. And even the NAA, they want you to um, pray to your higher power. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't want to label oh, it as yeah. God because if they label it as God, then they, you know. People were going to turn their way and they're going to shy away because they're like, oh, I don't want to hire right, power. They'll lose you know? the government fund. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it is God. I mean, it, yeah. it was God for them. It's God for yeah. us. It's, yeah. it's always God. Yeah, that's that's way my buddy, my buddy Steve is. You know that I got all this stuff. Like he talks about a higher power, but it's when he realized who the higher mm, power yeah. really was. That's what's changed his whole life. That's it. And the proofs in the pudding, like proofs what you said pudding. earlier, like most recovery is like. Five percent, yeah. And at Brian's Safe House, faith-based, seventy-five percent. You know, seventy-five percent because the higher power is actually Yahweh. You know, Jehovah. He's he's in it every step of the way. I mean, and I'm not saying that he's not in it with the people that's going through AANA. I mean, I'm sure he is, whether they know it or not. Right. You know, hopefully, when they come to realize it, they can they can look to him and 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 praise him and thank him for it. Uh, But I mean, he's in all of our lives. He's in even Centers, non hey, it doesn't right, matter. Man. He's he's there. Yeah, you just need to come to realize it. Yeah, once you do, you'll be better off. Yeah, don't be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> don't be scared forever. Be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Trust yeah. me, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. I mean, I, you got anything you want to uh, add or share? Yeah, man. I, I will. Uh, I will shout out uh, Brian's Safe House. If anybody is out there struggling with any addiction, or you have any family members that are struggling with addiction. Um, there is not a better possible place for them to be in. You, I mean, literally, they are in the best hands possible. These people work as close with them as they do with God, and every step of the way, they are there for them. Mm-hmm. And you know, as an addict coming in, like you see, they'll be like, "Oh man, I love you." And, you know, that is for someone coming off the streets. Like that is not something you hear often, mm-hmm. and and actually get some legit. I love behind mm-hmm. it, um, but they do there, man. And I mean, they will teach so much about life that even, I mean, as addict, as a convict that you just don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just don't know. I, there's so many different aspects. I mean, like coming out of there, I feel like I've gained a lot of wisdom and all that wisdom really, I mean, it came from God through them. Mm-hmm. I mean, so if you want to get in contact with them, um, they have a phone number. Uh, you can contact Dwayne Pease at 304-763-7655. I, I think that's all I got for you, unless you watch And I'll, I'll put that, uh, I'll put all the contact information in the description. So if someone is interested, you know, uh, just read the description and it will, they'll have uh, a number. Um, and I'll see if I can tag a website on there too. That'd be kind of cool. But uh, you got anything else? I don't think so, unless you do. Mark. I didn't think I was going to be able to talk. <laughs> but after y'all got talking, it's not, it's not it that works. hard, you know? Yeah, That's why I was like, you got to ask some questions, because if you don't ask questions,